Total Mind Jargon. I'm your host, Marcus. I'm Tyler. And I am Jesse. And we are back. All right. Yes. And um, has anything been happening last week, guys? Anything you want to share with the audience? No? No, nah, man. Easy Kinda. breezy week for me. Yeah, how about you? Been getting dominated in basketball by some 16-year-olds. But, nice. you know, the norm. The norm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I've been doing good. Um plan to shave soon so i'm gonna come back uh, a new a like, new man next like week. clean shaven yeah well oh. i have like a buzzer so i'm just right. gonna like buzz whoa, whoa, whoa. It it's off. november so you kind of have to keep the beard. no no i don't i don't <laughs> i really no don't shave yeah so you know no i don't abide by those so you those don't care rules. about men's health at all no no okay, okay. yeah right. well, that's real nice yeah <laughs> i actually I don't i don't even care about my own health uh, that's obvious. Right. Yeah, obvious. <laughs> if I don't care about men's health, then I must not care about my health. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I do. I you do just had care like about two glasses health. of lemonade and four chocolate bars. True. So. I do care about health. I just don't want to to keep <laughs> this madness. Okay. That's all. That's, that's all. So yeah, you're, man. you're just selfish. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And for our listeners, we are actually uh, live right now on via Facebook. So check our page out. Yes, you can like but, us on Facebook. But wow. when they hear this recording, yeah. but, they won't see. Yeah, but, but we won't be Facebook Live. They can see it. But True. we might okay. do this again in the future. True. And then they'll right. be able to see us on there. Gotcha. It looks like we've okay. got uh, no viewers right now. So <laughs> okay. it's well. We're still struggling Not to get yet. some. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. You could be the first. Nobody's tuned in. Right, okay. <laughs> but they don't even know we're doing it right. on Facebook Live. Yeah, but so, if you like our page, it sends true, an alert. True. Do you yeah, know how Facebook works? I don't know how likes, Facebook so 65 works. 65 people know we're at least going live. There you go. Well, if they're on Facebook right now. Eh. Well, they might get a push notification if you've got it set up that way. Yeah. Semantics, semantics. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's up with you, Tyler? Um, nothing much. Although, I, uh, this week, actually, me and my girlfriend have been talking about we might train for a half marathon in Whoa. the next couple of months. Whoa. Not like, obviously, it's going to take a while. Not for like five or six months would the half marathon not be happening. But, you know, we want to get into shape. You know, after high school, college, you kind of slow down. You go into your regular everyday routine yeah. and i feel like we got to kickstart that again so we might be doing that but i'll keep you guys updated on the pod you could do like 5ks too yeah i know i've been recommended like to sign up for a 5k that's how you get in shape yeah but i feel like i could do a 5k like now pretty easily yeah it wouldn't be well it wouldn't be easy and i i wouldn't have a great time but 5k is like what three point some miles right i think i could do that right now it would be really slow but i think i could do it right right half marathons like a challenge right so thirteen miles, thirteen point one miles. Oh, please! That, that is, I'm, I'm, swimming, I'm right? never doing that. There's no, no. swimming in, oh, in a half okay. marathon. That's like a that's uh, like a triathlon. Yeah, triathlon. Or biathlon. Yeah, because triathlons biking, swimming, biking, right, and right. running. Okay, I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times, like you only do one part of it. So, like my dad did a triathlon with two other people or whatever, but he only did the swimming part. Oh well, that seems like the worst part the swimming part yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. dad my dad loves I did not swimming i just don't you know i right, like right. to swim but not for like multiple miles you know what i mean like that's a yeah. long you have to swim for a while yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> he had to train for a long time yeah <laughs> sure i Definitely. can see your dad doing that that's funny oh yeah he you can or you can't i cannot oh but, yeah 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 no he loves swimming like when we go to the ocean and stuff he'll go like find some dolphins like <laughs> and go swim by the dolphins <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> That sounds right. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> There's a guy. No, I mean, I, you probably don't know this either, but 
he used to live in Hawaii where he like worked and trained dolphins. Whoa. What? Your dad's lived everywhere. Yeah, yeah New Orleans, <laughs> Hawaii, Arkansas, everywhere. Wow. Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. He lived cool. in Detroit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Detroit. Jeez, uh, right? <laughs> yep. And uh Alexandria, Virginia. Hmm. And he was born in Akron, Ohio. Jeez. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, that's cool. Was yeah, this like cool. in his younger days? Like Well, yeah, yeah. I mean like how young though? Like in his twenties, thirties? I'll have to find that right. out and we'll let you know back. next week. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool, Sounds good. Really cool. <laughs> Remind me to ask him. But hopefully I will. Alright. Okay. Cool. And I'll let you <laughs> let everybody know when the age of my dad training dolphins was <laughs> and sw- and swimming that with like, the dolphins the tr- triathlon thing right oh yeah oh no he he did that probably seven or eight years ago oh really yeah 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 oh yeah all right cool yeah as an older older man nice all yeah. right fellas what we got today all uh, right so we got cutting us like, off already marcus <laughs> huh <laughs> we gotta keep it going but it is interesting we do have to keep it going all right looks like we got five topics here we want to talk about first sadly <laughs> uh roy halliday has passed away not to you know, harsher mellow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was gonna say I was just laughing. You, sorry. You, yeah, we're gonna talk cut about cut my laughter off. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of actually kind of dark stuff happening. Oh, okay, good. Roy Halliday's passed away unfortunately at the age of forty. We're gonna. I do talk... know one good thing we have to talk about. But that's yeah. That's after Roy Halliday. We're gonna talk yeah, about right. election day this past week. Uh, Democrats had a good day for the first time in like eleven years. A long time. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about that since what like <clears throat> when Obama got elected or reelected. Yeah, yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. Um, and then Roy Moore, who is up for election into uh, the U.S. Senate, the representative from Alabama next month, he's had some sexual assault, or no, not assault, misconduct allegations against him. We'll discuss that. Um, then get back into sports at the end. Colin Kaepernick has been invited to have a one-on-one meeting with the commissioner of the NFL. We'll say if that's a good idea or not. And then we'll finish up with Leangelo Ball, uh, UCLA basketball player, mm-hmm. brother of Lonzo Ball. Got in some trouble in China. For stealing China, China. Yeah. <laughs> That's my my Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that was really. Oh really my was. god! You come out of the blue with some of that sometimes. You really do. I'm like, he got wow. Hit, he got hit in talent. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll talk about. He's he's been shot. Be a voice guy or something like uh, that. Maybe. Yeah. We'll, maybe. Think we'll, about it. We'll explore it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he got in trouble with shoplifting in China, and he's still there right now. For, maybe if this podcast goes well, you can. Try out catapult some, into yeah, some right, voice right, acting right, right, career. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was hilarious. <laughs> Unexpectedly <laughs> hilarious. I didn't know what it was at first. You got that out more I though. It out. Okay, I'll try and bring it out more. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, it was any yeah, good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop now. Stop laughing. Okay, yeah. I, it, it's it's really hard to. <laughs> we have to talk about Roy Halladay. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Um, now I'm er- solemn. Earlier this week, Roy Halladay, former Major League pitcher, uh, passed away at the age of 40 uh, from a plane crash. He was flying his own personal plane, and he crashed into the Gulf of Mexico. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He leaves behind a wife and I think two children, sadly. Um, obviously, it's terrible he's passed away. So we kind of want to make it a little happier and I think just talk about the career of Roy Halladay you know, what he means to you guys and maybe where you view him in like the history of baseball. How good is he as a future Hall of Famer who wants to kick it off? I know you had a personal kind of connection. Yeah, to I Halliday. mean, um, growing up, you know, I, um, as a pitcher growing up, I went over the shoulder, over the uh, over the shoulder, over the head. And um, Roy Holliday actually rejuvenated his career by doing that. He was actually, in the beginning of his career, he was decent as a rookie. And then he had his sophomore year, struggled. 
and then went to the minor league, came back, and he came a whole new form. So Roy Holiday was, you know, I hate – well, really, I didn't like him because he was with the Blue Jays for a long time, mm-hmm. beating the Orioles. Right. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed his, his mechanics. and durable, really good mechanically. Um, Two-seamer was wicked. So, I mean, he was a good pitcher. Um when he went to the Phillies, they had a stacked uh, rotation, so mm-hmm. that was like okay, yeah. And they won a World Series. Yeah, and he threw a no hitter in the playoffs, a perfect game in the season prior to that. Like he had a ridiculous season, won a Cy Young with them. I mean, just a beast. And that was when he was thirty three, like getting a little older. Mm-hmm. And that might have been the best season of his career. It was uh, incredible. Jesse, right. what do you what do you have to say about Roy Halladay? Well, I mean, the story is is sad, and it, um, <clears throat> you know, it shows us how fragile life is, you know, and just you, you know, he just goes up in a plane, probably doesn't think nothing's gonna happen other than he's gonna see some cool stuff, and he's dead. So, you know, that can happen to us, you know, at any time, and uh, life is very, very fragile. For sure, um, but. Uh, well, and adding, he could pitch. Adding to that real quick, though, it's like, doesn't it seem like baseball players are involved in like plane crashes all the time? Like, was that how Nick Adenhart died? No, that was a drunk driver. I think hit okay, him. Right. But like, okay. remember when Corey Lytle or not? Yeah, was it not Corey Lytle? Who was um that Yankee pitcher who crashed into a building in New York? Remember that? No idea. Know. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. I'll, I can look it up and find right. it. But um, Thurman Munson died in a plane crash. Roberto Clemente died in a plane crash. Yeah. Like, true, Clemente true. did. Yeah. No, they're all true. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't need my confirmation. <laughs> but it's interesting like that. But yeah, okay, so he can pitch. What do you think of his career? Where does he rank all time? Not, you know, not at a specific ranking, but mm. is he a Hall of Famer? I think so. Like, borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, I mean, Young both I, I can read his stats if you want. Sure. I mean, not only that, but he also is in elite company throwing a perfect game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Whether how much that should factor into like, yeah, whether he makes it into the hall or not, that's a good question. But he threw one um, in the playoff too. Uh, right. It was a no hitter, a no hitter. Right. Yeah, but the still, right. still impressive, definitely. So here's some of his uh, statistics. He's only got 203 wins, mm-hmm. which some people will be like, "That's eh, a little low." He won 203 and 105. That was his record in his career. It's winning two thirds of your game. Yeah, yeah, but it's not 300. It's like the, that mark. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. But no one, actually, no one's going to hit 300 anymore. Yeah, for a while it was like CC was the last one they thought might be able to do it. It doesn't look like he's going to do it either. Um, but Halliday had a 3.38 ERA, um, struck out. Uh, I mean, his strikeout rate wasn't like crazy. Um, he only struck out 2,117 in 2,749. So he wasn't like a huge strikeout guy, everybody. Um, yeah, he, but he's he got, got a lot of weak contact. Yeah, like was that was his definitely. style. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got two Cy, Young, two Cy Young awards. Finished uh, in the top five Cy Young voting, it uh, looks like, six times. Uh, got some MVP votes. Didn't win the MVP. Went to the All-Star game like eight times like i think he's in the hall of fame mm-hmm. he's part of like not he's obviously not this current generation but the one that just passed probably with like pedro martinez mm-hmm. um he's maybe not quite as good as pedro kurt schilling kurt schilling randy johnson he was really durable too that's the thing i like about him he, you never did he ever get hurt like in his whole career i don't think so i'm sure he did is my phone going off it is it is somebody from <sighs> virginia is calling me i don't know who Great. it is though apologies unprofessional <laughs> unprofessional <Yeah>. right <laughs> 
Uh, did he ever get hurt? Um, if you were in a job interview, that wouldn't happen. It looks like yeah, he had a couple injury issues, specifically towards the end. Like his final season in the league with the Phillies, he had a six point eight two ERA and only made thirteen starts. Uh-oh. Like towards the end, but yeah, that ball, that middle of his career, he was like a two hundred and twenty inning horse every yeah. single year. Right. Well, not only that, the thing I remember about him too, as a pitcher, is that he could always go seven innings. Mm-hmm. Seven was a minimum. He was going if he took the ball that day, mm-hmm. he was going seven innings. Right. Like he might give up three or four runs tops usually, but he was giving you seven. I don't know, man. Last he was dominant, man. He was no, yeah, but I'm just saying, like a real bad night, he would give up maybe four, right. and, and that was about it. But yeah, he would always get you seven. Yeah, he led the league in innings pitched four times. Mm-hmm. Um, he maxed out at 250. No, 266 in 2003 was the most he threw. But 266 That's a ton of nowadays is a ton. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, RIP. We miss, well, and I should say one last thing about him is like there was a sports uh, radio host in Boston were saying that he mm. deserved it or not. It was just this one guy um, on Felger and Maz. Uh, Felger looks like he uh, is kind of a dick. He said yeah. that Halliday deserved it. Why He's, would you say that? He said, I find that offensive that he would do like fly a plane like that, that you are cavalier about life. I'm sorry, dude, you're on your own. I got no sympathy for you. If that's how you're wired and that's how you die, bon voyage. A-ho. He, he did apologize the next day, but still. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why, why apologize? Just stand by it. That's how you feel. Like. Mm. I don't know. That's just kind of the shock jock persona. Right. That I was like, I'm going to say something crazy. Um, but yeah, we don't feel that way. Yeah. Nobody no. deserves to die. No. Um, That's why I don't believe <laughs> in the death penalty. Marcus has uh, had a reaction. Some people. Yeah, not, okay. not Roy Holland. Uh, like Hitler. Hitler deserves yeah. to die. We can, you know. Whoa. Well, I I, I don't know. Whoa. I, Whoa. I, I, okay. I, hold on. You're, you're throwing this on the spot. I <laughs> mean, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just, we'll, we'll just... We won't talk Keep about it. Keep it pushing. We yeah. won't talk. I, I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on to something happier. Election Day just passed on Tuesday. Here in Maryland, we didn't have any. Well, I guess we did have some, but nothing in our area, right? No big Maryland elections. If that's, I could have voted, I would have voted. Yeah, that's next year for Maryland is, is a big one. But Unless a lot. I missed the day, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened. Um, the big one of the day was that Democrat Ralph Northam won the Virginia governor's race over Ed Gillespie, who was had his Trump's support. Um, then it looks like uh, D- Democrat Justin Fairfax won for lieutenant governor in Virginia. Democrats grabbed 15 seats in Virginia's house, so I think they now are tied 50 to 50 in that house. Yeah, it- I think some races are still being like counted or whatever, recounted or right. whatever. But, but it looks yeah. like it's going to be at least a 50-50 split, right. where that was a two-thirds majority uh, Republican going into Tuesday. Right. Um, a lot of progressives won mayoral seats. Bill de Blasio is New York's mayor again. Um, an African-American woman uh, won in Charlotte. Um, Jenny Durkin is going to be Seattle's first female mayor. Um, New Jersey elected, uh, I hope I don't mess up his name, uh, Ravindir Bala, uh, its first Sikh mayor. Hmm. And in Helena, Montana... A former refugee, Wilmot Collins, um, is going to be their first black mayor. So, and there's even more. Okay, what's the, the wait? Big... So, so he's from. Oh, he's a refugee from where? I'm sorry. Um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, okay. 
I can find um, from Liberia. Oh, li- right, right, right. Liberian okay. American candidate becomes first black mayor in Montana history, um, another- which is crazy. Like Montana, yeah, they that's... elected a a black all th- refugee all from three Liberia. Voted. All three people voted in Montana, right. <laughs> and two of them. <laughs> right. And then another big one was uh, Danica Rome uh, right. upset a longtime Republican in Virginia to be a state legislature. Right. Um, there's a lot more that we could go down. We don't want to take up all the time, but your first reaction to Tuesday night, what does it mean for politics on the national scale? Well, you know, obviously, you know, this is what happens, right? right. When uh, a party takes over, right? There's always resistance the next time around and people vote out that party. And that's basically what happened. It might have happened to a bigger degree this time because of Trump and because of what Trump has been doing and, you know, not being able to get anything accomplished, stuff like that. But um, in terms... So I I guess I I don't think there's any necessarily long, uh, long long-term impact that this has Mm -hmm. um, or... um, so So I'm not sure about drawing any massive conclusions about this is where politics is headed mm-hmm. or um anything like that or we're we're entering a liberal you know i think totally several opposite, decades bro. i really do i don't know how you can say that actually because i mean this is the first two transgender individuals became uh in the office, right? What is it? Yeah, there was another. Well, I, yeah. I don't know the race, but there was a a, was black, a black woman, a black, and there was a, yeah. and a, a black man. I mean, a white a white man. So or, white woman. Yeah, white woman. She's a transgender so, woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that is changing up the landscape of ideology, how people think, and right. Yeah. No, yeah, that that sure. that that's that's probably true. What I what I'm kind of referencing is like I don't think we're entering a a more leftist direction as a country necessarily other than beyond these next few years now in regard to these in in the fact or in respect to like democrats winning i don't think that this is a sign necessarily the democrats are going to like hold power for the next like 20 or years or whatever you know i think it's a foundation for sure when trump gets out you already have these folks who are already in actual states true you know i mean so then that's the groundwork being laid right so no, so that that is the positive. I mean, some of this is kind of like I mean, if you had told me some of these things would happen before the election, I would have been absolutely shocked. I mean, the stigma that we ha- that the United States has around um trans people, transgendered people, I I can't even imagine like a l- knowing what I feel like I know or think I know about where the American public is regarding issues of transgender people. It's hard for me to imagine that a transgender person got elected in like in a major office, you know? Yeah. Wow. And a, you know, a Sikh man, you know, that wears a turban Mm -hmm. and people were still like, okay, yeah, I'll elect that guy. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I kind of felt that way when Obama got elect, uh, elected. You know, it's a black guy, Barack Hussein Obama, you know. Yeah. And that was not seven years after 9-11. So, I mean, I think that more spoke to the, you know, how bad Bush had screwed everything up and everything. But in that respect, 
you know, I think that, um, it, I mean, it is pretty remarkable. These things got elected. And then the guy in Montana, mm-hmm. uh, Montana, a Liberian refugee. And that, you know, I, I don't know where their campaigns saying that, you know, I I just imagine like a Republican just saying like, oh, this guy's like a terrorist or whatever, or like mm. something like that, and then immediately yeah. like destroying his candidacy. Like it, it's it's just right. it's shocking to me that 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 this happens, and you know, or they say he has Lib- Li- you know Liberian sympathies, or and then right. that could, that could sink a candidacy. So right. it's just remarkable to me from where i view the american public on these issues it, it, it's it's shocking well, to me that that and, these things happened well and obviously to me what it seems like okay it's an off i don't know what what uh right. midterm or whatever you want to call yeah. it it's uh well, it's not a midterm but it's an off year I mean. election right okay yeah. it's not there's not a presidential election there weren't um a lot know. of congressional races exactly so when that happens usually the people that go vote are the people that are pissed off that want change the people energized right exactly and right now that's by far the democrat left-leaning people um so they they um took advantage of that and that's what you've got to do right and we've seen this on a wide scale is the republican party has dominated winning races for the last decade almost um they they just have they they know how to win campaigns and i think you're getting kind of that give it they're giving the democrats are giving them a taste of their own medicine um, and also what we've learned is that Republicans are very good at winning races up until now. They're very bad at governing, it seems. <laughs> and the American people are starting to figure that out. And I was watching, I didn't watch a lot of the coverage, um, but I watched CNN at the end of the night on Tuesday and Van Jones is on there and he does a really good job. He's definitely left-leaning. He's a Democrat, I believe, but he used to work for Obama. Yeah. So yeah. he's definitely got that perspective, but he had a good way to put it where it was the Republican party as it stands is not. They're not conservative. They're just anti-Democrat. That's what the Republican Party is right now. Um, whether they want to be or not, that's definitely how they... Like, you can see what Trump does. He just tries to undo everything Obama does just right. because Obama did it, not on any merit or anything else. So I think they're kind of... What, because he's black? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's because he's black. It's just because he's a Democrat more right. than anything. I think if it was... I don't know if, it's, if it was any other Democrat. Um, well, the Republicans have spent eight years... You know, bashing him, yeah, nonstop, left and right. So, yeah. now and they had they all these it. answers they were going to supply, right. and now they're in power, and they're providing none of the answers. It right. looks like the only thing they're going to get done is this tax reform, maybe. And yeah, and that's because their donors are basically threatening them, <laughs> like you got to get this done or else no more money. For right, you. exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is a big deal, um, but we needed this correction because Republicans had been doing too many things where things were going too far right as far as who the decision makers were and the people have at least taken back part of it that brings us closer to the center which i think is where politics need to be in order to have productive discourse and get things actually done because right now we're in like a standstill of republicans don't really want things to work so they just make things not work and american people want things to work so i think this is a good this is good yeah overall i think it's a good thing for sure The, the other thing that i think like is really important I think people should focus their efforts more on local politics. Yeah. I like I, I think people are too distracted by presidency and Congress and stuff. People need to focus and pay attention to what's going on in their local communities. And from there you can actually start to build change. Right. Yeah. From the ground level. You yeah. know, and that's how that's how change happens. 
Well, because yeah, the, originally the presidency wasn't supposed to keep going. The presidency wasn't supposed to have all of this power that it has now. It's a very overarching, and they can control a lot of things from um, you know national government that. Originally, when the country was put together, probably wasn't really the intention. The intention is for your local governments to have more of the power and can can control what goes on in the area that you live. Um, so I, I totally agree. You got to get out there, um, get involved. If you want to run, go run. If you find somebody you really like and you want to support, get out there and canvas or whatever you can do. Knock and, on doors. In the yeah. age of social media, you can you can you know campaign for them from your computer. So definitely. Yeah, it's it's really important. I think people, you know, I think the media, uh, CNN, MSNBC, they focus so much on national politics, and no one knows who their county council people are. Really, mm-hmm. you know, go to your go to your town meetings or town board meetings, and you know, raise issues that you find important, and they might actually be receptive if you have good good uh, legislators. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Now and enough votes. Hmm? And enough votes, you know. Right. Yeah, go out and vote. I mean, at the very least, even if if you're voting Republican, go out there and make sure the person you think should be in the office has the best chance to be in the office because you don't want you to be swept away and, you know, have your decisions made for you by other people. Um but I one other thing I kind of wanted to ask you about Jesse Marcus was so Maryland's got a big election next year um for the governor's race. Obviously, um, Hogan could, has another has one more term he could serve if he, if um, if he gets elected in. There's many many Democrats that are opposing him. Do you see this wave of Democratic support? You know, Maryland's a very left leaning state. Right. Um, do you see Hogan a year out getting that seat back, or could we see a Democrat back I mean, in, in there? Just from the optics, from what I know now, I would say no. Simply because I do not know the candidate per se for Democrat. You know, yeah. if we have a um, a Democratic candidate that resembles very left wing mindsets, like you know, a woman who a lesbian or something like that, or you know, something that's out of the norm, then yeah, you know, I think he had the potential of winning. But I don't, I don't see anybody who fit that that uh, that blueprint, that format. So I think Hogan would probably win again. Well, what I would say, just real quick before you jump in, is mm-hmm. the thing that Hogan has going for him is he. Overall, for being in a blue state, I think he has people generally like him as a guy. He's not part. He didn't support Trump during the presidential race. Now he didn't support Clinton either. He kind of yeah, stayed. Okay. He stayed neutral because <laughs> um, he's in a blue state. He kind of knows he has to do that. Um, and I could see people that like him enough getting out the vote for him. So it, it's a it's a tougher race than I think you would genuinely expect in a state like Maryland. Jesse, do you have anything? No, I think it is a competitive uh a competitive race. I mean, the thing about it, he is popular. Yep. You know, people do like him um in Maryland. The the thing is, I think at a certain point what Democrats in Maryland are gonna do is one, I mean, they do have some good candidates running. You know, they have the uh a uh Ben Jealous running, who used to be the uh Work for the NAACP. Um, And then they have uh, Kevin Kamenetz, who's a county executive. So they do have some some people who are qualified and um, ready to challenge him and are powerful, I think, and can challenge him. The thing about it is that, um, you know, and I, I, I would say the Democrats are the favorite because it is such a blue state. I think what's going to end up happening 
is the Democrats are going to run a campaign tying Hogan to Trump. And Hogan is not going to be able to separate himself. And that, so th this is one of the things you do. You know, you nationalize the campaign. So, like in Virginia, that's exactly what Northam did. He nationalized the campaign, right? So he said, this is the resistance to Trump, da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, you get a lot of support from nationalizing it. Gillespie wanted to localize the race, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes this constant struggle between, you know, Gillespie never said he supported Trump. He ran on Trump ideas, the monuments, stuff like that. And but, Trump supported him publicly. Exactly, yeah. right. But um, and th but and that's what ended up happening. So you'll see this struggle, I'm sure, in Maryland between Hogan's campaign trying to localize the race and the Democratic challenger trying to nationalize it. And I think in the end, these races will end up being nationalized. Hogan will be connected to Trump, and I think that under, under and, what, and what I think the Democrat like, will. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, what 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 could they say that connect Hogan to Trump? Well, he's a Republican. That's it. Well, yeah. He, see, what I would say is, though, okay, we're a year out from it. You don't know what Trump's popularity is going to be at that point. Right now, it's obviously very low, and in Maryland, I'm sure it's lower than the national average. Mm -hmm. So, what do you, the Republican Party will kind of have a decision to make? Who are they going to, you know, financially support in all of those things? Could you see a scenario where? Trump publicly goes, oh, yeah, Hogan, I want Hogan for the Maryland governorship. And Hogan goes, no, I don't want your nomination. And would the Republican Party still support Hogan? You know, could you see like a thing where he's like Trump is so unpopular that the party's like, screw it. We're not even we don't care what he even thinks about stuff at this point. We're just going to support Republicans anyway. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm wondering would be happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely. And in that point, I think you could success. Hogan could successfully say, yeah, I'm not connected to Trump. The party doesn't even claim Trump anymore. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. interesting. The, yeah. The, the problem for Hogan is that he's inherent, like in the minds of voters, he's inherently connected to Trump because he has an R next to his name. I don't know. That, that, I no, that, that. I know it's a dumb way to think, though. I don't. I don't. I, don't I mean, I get, I, I, maybe I it is, but yeah. but that's how people people. I, I think they're they're, you know, there's a there's a ton of research and a ton of data about this, but I think when people vote, the most important thing they base upon is party affiliation. Yeah, and I, I'm and that's I, the strongest me, indicator. Just say okay, Democrat they fight for the poor, Republican rich and you know don't want to help nobody, and they just vote that way. I, a, a, a lot of times, yeah. That's I terrible. Think. That's terrible. I mean, well, I, I believe that, but it there, is. Th there's some logic in doing it that well, way. Well, I mean, it's not really because honestly, the reason why people would, <laughs> the reason why people would not vote for uh, Hogan is because even, um, I mean, they would vote for Hogan even in spite of not um, supporting, uh, let's say, Trump. Is because I think even if they don't want to admit it, they believe that. The value as a whole, not everything. The value as a whole, as a Republican, I think people still kind of like vibe with, you know. So even though Trump is doing all that he's doing, that's the only reason why people say, you know what, forget it. You know, we're not going to vote for Hogan because of what Trump is doing. You know, they wouldn't have voted Hogan in the beginning. Who who was the uh, governor before Hogan? O'Malley, and he was a Democrat. Democrat, but he was very Republican-like. Well, he's very politician-y. Uh, uh, yeah. Polit politician, the, the, the beliefs were very on Republican side. 
Well, it, it depends. On, it depends on the issue. The I ideology mean, of how the person believes well, is what they believe. That's what they support. Well, not necessarily. O'Malley was making a long term. He wanted to be the president at some point. O'Malley's right. goal forever was the president. I thought he was. Huh? Get, I thought he was going to get there. He looks like a president. He does. But you know, <laughs> when your own state doesn't really love you that much, like they, it was kind of a rebuke on him when they didn't vote his lieutenant governor to be I governor. I felt like he stayed in Maryland too long. You know, yeah. he was cool. Everybody loved him, and he just kept becoming the governor again and again. It was just like it got stale, you know. Well, he was mayor in Baltimore for right. eight years, yeah. right? Or was it? And then he was Maryland governor for eight years. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, but I don't know. That's how a lot of successful national politi- politicians yeah. are. But that's just how I would think it. Really, I think it's more so the politics of the person that sort of leans more Republican you know, conservative, et cetera, that people lean towards. But now because of Trump and his rhetoric and all the things he's doing, people are more lenient to say, you know what, this has got to change. We need something that's going to rejuvenate and get people base um, a new baseline, you know. So that's how I see it. So I see what you're saying. I also think, like, Democrats in Maryland will just come out in waves in 2018, yeah. and and Hogan. Is, is Maryland really a Democratic state though? Yes, very. It's like it's like two 12, to one. It's like 12 points. Well, yeah. If you look at like polling, it's like 12 points Democrat, which is a humongous amount in polls. Yeah. So it's like twice as many Democrats as Republicans. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a it's a huge blue state. It's an embarrassment. The pr- We've had Ehrlich as governor and Hogan as the problem. Like, it, it's just Democratic incompetence. Why? They haven't retained the governorship every year. Sorry, but go the, ahead. the problem is that when when people go at, when vote voter turnout is really high anymore, it, Democrats tend to win. Right in Maryland, across the nation, not not in like super red states, but like if voter turnout's high, Democrats win most of the time. Right, it's getting more people are Democrats. Yeah, right. The problem is that like in the presidential election, the Democrats ended up picking the most unpopular Democratic person they could have possibly picked. Oh, yep. Yeah. I mean, Republicans picked a very unpopular person too, generally. Right. So, but yeah, if you get a get a can, get a candidate, people can be excited about, mm-hmm. and, and they'll vote. and they'll go vote. I got you. Well, there won't be a presidential candidate. No, so not we're a, clear in eighteen. Well, I'm talking but about yeah, right. for the governor race. Right, right, right. Because Hogan, like you said, is likable. If they come vote, like if Stephanie Rawlings Blake was the Democratic candidate, we'd lose. Right. Because people don't like her. Right. I mean, she's yeah. okay, but that's what I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. She started out really people good. People in Baltimore don't like her. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You yeah. can't do that. That was a shame. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Staying in politics, but moving um, to another state. We're going to go down to Alabama. Sorry, I put inflection on that. I shouldn't have done it. That was <laughs> offensive. I apologize. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> so there's a special election next month to replace uh, Jeff Sessions' spot in the Senate. Uh, Luther Strange is currently holding that state, uh, that Senate seat, um, but he was defeated in the Republican primary by Roy Moore. So it's going to be Roy Moore for the uh, Republicans, and the Democrats is Doug Jones, right? And Roy Moore has had a story come out from the Washington Post that has 30 sources in it, which is a lot of sources, one of whom is a 14-year-old girl. Or no, she's not 14 anymore. She's in her 50s. Right. <laughs> but she said when she was 14, Moore uh, had a sexual encounter with her, um, apparently uh, undressed in front of her, touched her over the bra and over the underwear. She says they did not have intercourse or right. anything like that. It was just touching and kissing and hugging. Um, also, several other 16-year-olds, an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old at the time said that Roy Moore had sexual um, relations with them. They didn't have sex, but kissing, hugging, stuff like that. Um, so now the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell, um, uh, Mitt Romney have said, he should step aside 
and I guess did, uh, did they say he should step aside or they should he should step true. aside if it's true? I think I think uh, Mitt Romney has said step aside completely. Mm. Mitch McConnell said if it's true, step aside. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean that's where we are. Where do you guys want to take this conversation? <laughs> I mean it's disgusting, <laughs> appalling. But these people have so much power. Okay, power, um, money. Okay, uh, protection. And they do what they want to do because they feel like nobody's going to find out. That simple, you know? And it sucks that people have to wait until they're late, older, to feel like, okay, I, I got enough money, I have enough protection. Now I have a voice, yeah, yeah and, right. And just say something. But it's not a but. But I also want to say that these people have to do better, you know? You have in Hollywood, you know? The uh, the guy Weinstein doing the same thing. The oh yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Power, right now. money, protection. You know, um, the comedian that came out, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. He actually admitted it. Right. You know, but you know why he did it? I think he admitted it because he basically admitted it already in his uh, stand up. Yeah. If you listen to his stuff, I mean, it's. I, I wish I never watched it now because he admitted it. Like that shit is like he actually says some of the stuff that he said he did. Yeah. You yeah. know. So <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, he already let us know that he's he's wicked in the mind. You know. So, mm-hmm. it it's it's unfortunate. Um, it's really hard if he he didn't he does not have to admit it. You know, it'll just b- brush over and he can take over his spot and. Kumdalah, everything's fine. Right, you which know? that's basically what's happening. He's saying it didn't happen. Um, there are lawmakers in Alabama that are saying it's ridiculous that this woman's waited 40 years to come out. Um, it should, you know, it's what's done is done. What's more ridiculous is that he did that. Did what? Well, that, I mean, of course, if it's true, which I'm inclined to believe that it is, but it's more ridiculous that he sexually assaulted her than how long she waited to come out oh, about sure. it, yeah, yeah. right? Not, not. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm I just, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. they're completely missing the point when they they make claims like that. Well, so now but, we, I, I want to read this from the Washington Post story that kind of explains the law in Alabama. So this is a, an excerpt. It says the the legal age of consent in Alabama then and now is 16, which that that's also kind of under Alabama law in 1979 when this happened. He was 32 at the time. And today, a person who is at least 19, year old, 19 years old who has sexual contact with someone older than 12 and younger than 15 has committed sexual abuse in the second degree. Sexual content is defi- contact is defined as touching or of sexual or intimate parts. This crime is a misdemeanor and punishable for up to one year in jail. The law then and now also includes a section on enticing a child younger than 16 to enter a home with the purpose of proposing sexual intercourse or fondling of sexual and genital parts, that is a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. So according to her account, he did those things, so he would have gone to jail for up to 10 years. The statute of limitations has expired on those. So nothing legally can happen to Roy Moore. Um, yeah, now, included in that, like, so I, I'm not saying that this would be acceptable, not by any means at all, but is. So kissing isn't really um, involved in that. Is I it? mean, it's tough because kissing, like, it's very. I guess it's know, all very subjective. Yeah, your parents yeah. kiss you, and that's yeah, not sexual. Yeah, true. Not in the mouth, though. No, well, some people do. Yeah, but some people do. Most people not, don't. not with like their tongue and stuff. Not right, that. You know. No. 
and I, I mean, I don't know. She didn't say it was with his tongue or anything, but you know, it's uh, yeah, it's well, interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, the the Republican voters of Alabama really seem to have a good judge of character. I mean, that's that's what I take away from the story. And I mean, here's the thing. Look, so first of all, all the Republicans who are going to go vote for this guy Roy Moore, right? All that family value stuff, right. okay? What a complete contradiction, right? So these guys who have been talking about family values for decades and decades, all these people are going to go to the polls, and I bet if you asked a bunch of them why they're voting for Roy Moore, we'll say because of family values, right? Mm. I mean, it, it's just totally nonsensical. It doesn't make any sense. That's First what nonsensical of, means. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I guess a little redundant right there. But, yeah, I mean, all these people are going to go to the polls. They don't honestly believe in family values. It's a talking point. It is. They really don't actually care about it. They don't believe in it, etc. Like, it's just complete... You know, nonsense. Is the family value uh, that thing is like his little campaign slogan or something? Is that like what he does? Or well, go ahead. I was just gonna, I think that typically is like a, a Republican sort of talking point. Like yeah, said, his okay. family values, you know, religion, um, those types of things. Right. right. But I don't think it's Roy Moore specific, right? I, I, no, right. I'm sure he's talked about it in the past. Okay. I, 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 I would be very shocked if it hadn't come up directly or indirectly at some point mm-hmm. um, with him. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just complete nonsense so um that that's like one of the the you know the deep frustration it's like we have a whole bunch of people in this country operating without any sense of um direction or any sense of values in what they what they say or what they believe you know what i'm saying like people don't actually what they think they're saying what they think they um believe in they actually don't believe they they it's like a it's like something they tell themselves but they they, they don't actually a, they don't actually have any tangible application of these ideas of these principles right, I feel you. you know mm-hmm. so it, it go well, ahead. and I was going to say that's part of what we were talking about in the last segment about you know party l- loyalty or whatever you want to call it is People don't necessarily do the research every time. They're like, oh, yeah, I know election day is today, so I'll go vote and just go vote all R, all D, whatever. That's part of what people do. Right. Um, I, to be fair, I know I, I follow uh, like I follow Ben Shapiro on Twitter and a couple of conservative media people. They've all seemed genuinely in agreement that he should step down. Um, I don't think he can come off the ballot at this point. But no. They, but they can at least have a campaign for somebody to be a strong write-in candidate. Right. And um, they can technically, like, I guess the party can, like, disqualify him where the votes for him don't count. Okay. And he, they would just kind of be discarded. But, yeah, he's on the ballot at this point. think people still vote for him? Even with the yeah, definitely. He, he's probably the favorite in this Alabama race. Even after Yes. The, wow. But it's such a red state. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it was a relatively close race, though, going into this. I think it was an eight-point difference, which in Alabama is very close for right. the Democrat. Now, Trump won it by like 26 points. So yeah. the eight points is relatively it's very light. small. But still, I don't think this would make up the, ga- the ground. Yeah, and Roy, Roy Moore makes a lot of people angry, just in general. Um, so... 
Mm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think I think Doug Jones has a chance. I think now the Democrats should really, really play and try to win the seat. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, and then just the momentum you would have if you win the Alabama Senate. Right. You oh, know, that's the momentum you would have going into into eighteen. But um, I mean, it's a problem. You know, we've recently seen with like Anthony Weiner, a Democrat, has had you know sexual allegations against him have found to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been knocked out of office. Bill Clinton. It goes back to him. Uh, it wasn't with it wasn't pedophilia or underage, but it was you know uh, adultery or whatever. Like this is the type of thing that needs to be knocked out of politics, no matter what your party is. You got to get out if you're touching people that don't want to be touched. Yeah. Um, so, right. So, you know, it's interesting. This is a conversation I had with um, some guy, the person I'm staying with right now, the other day. We had a really interesting conversation about this, right? Now, on one hand, if you're leftist like I am, right, yep. it's easy to say all those Republicans who are going to vote for a pedophile, right? Mm hmm. It's easy to kind of like judge them and be like, you know, that's remarkable. Now, you know, I, I judge them because of the contradiction with the family values or whatever. But part, I mean, now part of it, right, is because in politics, like, you know, I, you know, if I had to choose somebody in politics to support, I'd support like Bernie Sanders or Jill Stein. And these are people that I am confident because of the values that they talk about that they would never actually be engaged in something like this, right? So, and that's part of, like, judging character when you think about people for elected office, stuff like that. Now, I was talking um, about this wild, crazy scenario where someone like Bernie Sanders, you know, let's say he was running for president. Let's say not even against Trump, who's basically another, like, you know, right, uh, sexual, sexual assaulter, predator, right? Much. Predator. Pretty much. Let's say it's not even against him, but let's say Bernie Sanders, you know, was wrapped up in some sexual assault allegations or something like that, right? Which now I'm confident would never happen because I'm confident in my evaluation of his character, right? Right. But um, let's just say, like some wild, you know, crazy scenario. He's running against even someone. I guess more moderate. I don't want to call him moderate because he's really not, but someone like John Kasich or whatever in a presidential election. Now, if I had the vote and I had to make a decision between these two, the first thing I'm inclined to do is to like, just vote third party or vote Joe Stein. Be like, no voting for a pedophile crosses a line. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. If I could not do that third option at the end of the day, like, I would have to end up voting for someone like someone Sanders. Like, so no, I, yeah, I would vote for Sanders. If and, he had t- been, and and the reason for that, there we go. No, no, yeah, right. I know <laughs> that this is this is really controversial, and it, you know, and it's problematic, and you know, there's no winning in the situation. But when I so when I when I w- let me just finish yeah, this yeah, point, and then I'll let you yeah, jump yeah. in. But when I vote for politicians. I'm not really voting for a person. I'm voting for a world, right? And I'm thinking about the world that we're going to end up living in. And if Bernie Sanders was president, uh, even though he's a pedophile, 
what would we have? We, uh, allegedly. An alleged pedophile. Right. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Hopefully no one's tuning in right now. Name. Bernie Sanders is not a pedophile, right? Okay, so we're, we're trying to be clear. Um, but if this crazy hy- hypothetical situation happened, right, I would have to vote for him because I am choosing a world. And a Bernie Sanders presidency would mean more people have health care, right? would mean unions are stronger probably a higher minimum wage um a better environment cleaner air better water stuff like that so you know and now obviously the republicans in alabama right their minds are totally like distorted or whatever but you know just to play devil's advocate right here you just said that so you just said you would do that and um, vote for a hypothetical Bernie right. predator. Okay? Right. So, <laughs> yes. so these folks in Alabama letter. are actually doing Do, the exact same thing as right, they're doing. Right, exactly. You know. But what but what I'm saying is that, you know, they're 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 thinking about it in a different way when they do that. What are they thinking of like? So like they just have politics that you don't agree with. Though. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, but, but it's equal. What do you mean? It's the same so, thing. So well well theory. that's my point is like I'm not I can't. It's hard to judge them for voting for a predator. Yes, you can. You can judge them by well, saying that they're they're but, voting but, for but, someone who. But I'm saying I character. would do the same thing. Why? Why would I do the Why same thing? Why would you thing? do it? Because it, it because what I'm saying matter. It does not matter if you have the greatest. Um, you know, it's like okay, Je- end, it's like Jesus. You know, he's like the ultimate, premium, right? You know, but if he did one little thing, you wouldn't. Fo- I wouldn't follow him. You know what I mean? The point is, but but it's not about following him. It's about it's about selecting the world about who has the power. If you select it, a person that's going to create a world that they're going to be following them. So if they have a flaw, a character flaw, then obviously the thing that they say is not guaranteed. You're not going to find somebody who says, I promote X, Y, Z. It's going to be great if you vote for me. And then they find out they have a huge character flaw. Those things are not going to happen. Right. Because just that's how life works. Well, that yeah, you know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. I, I mean, so um, a hypothetical Bernie Sanders who's a predator, it wouldn't be. He wouldn't. You would not have. All right, the things because all the things he wouldn't care about the protections for women that right. he does. And, right, he, he wouldn't. He would be. It's all. It would all be a lie. You know what I mean? It would just be, you know, a veneer. Right. And what I would say to yours is, I understand your scenario where you're saying mm-hmm. you've only got a binary choice: Republican or Democrat, right. and one of them is a is a predator or whatever. But you luck- don't have a binary choice. Luckily, right. we don't have a binary choice. I'm I'm okay with people going. Okay, I don't want this guy because he's a predator, but I don't want a Democrat, and they vote third party for a libertarian or whatever it is i i i get it i get it now it's not ideal of course i'd rather there be a democrat representing alabama than a a republican that is you know a child toucher right. but i understand your personal choice of going third party rather than a predator or a person that touched kids yeah, I, can, right. I can understand that you know we we, we as a people have to have some sort of we got to stand you know and have that moral ground uh, uh, say, a line you don't cross yeah. basically right i they see what don't you're cross saying it and we as the people don't allow them to okay it's basically like an athlete oh i'm an athlete okay we're going all right you're the that, best that's we'll, a good we'll, argument we'll, against it going, right you know and we, we and, and that's why these people are able to do what they do because we as the folks you know we don't focus on like you said we don't focus on our local politics okay and right. we don't and we let the big guys we expect the big guys to force the little guys to do what they're supposed to do, you know. Right. And the big guys, oh, they're not paying attention, okay? So we can do these things. So, I mean, 
my advice to you and you know you guys the listeners you got to stand for what you believe in you know and you can't you you might have to bite the bullet you know you got to find a candidate that that is um that is morally on point okay and uh his politics makes sense and is able to uh compromise right and and find a middle ground and that and that's what that's what politics is about yeah I agree. Makes sense. I, I do think I do think there should be kind of like you say some lines that you draw in the sand. You're like I can't vote for people with these certain qualifications. It, it should that, be like that's a rule. Like, if you do that, you're eliminated. Like ultimate. <laughs> like you shouldn't even be able to be voted for. You know. Yeah, because it's not just a normal crime. It's not like he did drugs when he was in in college and got arrested for it or something. It's like it. it there's a victim. You know what I, I mean? I guess the problem is he. It's alleged. You know, like it is alleged, he, but he's not. But that's the thing ahead. is. So the 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 common thing I'm hearing is, oh well, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. That's only in a court of law. That's not in a court of right. public opinion. Right, right, right you're right. guilty almost immediately in the court of public. There's 30 sources on the right. so, on the this thing, and her mom has backed her up saying at the time or. Not at the time, but years later, she was like, remember that time we met right. him and he did this? And like, these are multiple people. You, mm. He did this. This right. happened. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. The statute of limitations has expired. He can't have anything happen to him, but he shouldn't be a, a U.S. senator. Right. No yeah. way. No way. And Republicans have other issues with their people representing them in Alabama, too. People who have uh, had corruption, like massive con- corruption, been indicted and, like, been reelected to, like, Speaker of the House for Alabama, stuff mm. like that. Like, just totally, yeah. Well, I, and there I, was... A, I feel bad because they have horrible elected representatives. One there was... This wasn't an Alabama representative, but there was a Republican Speaker of the House of, you know, the U.S. House of Representatives that got uh, arrested for pedophilia and w- went to jail for it. So... Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff happens. People get to high up positions doing disgusting things. Let's put a stop to it ASAP. Yes. All right. We'll go back to sports here. We'll get a little lighter, hopefully. A little bit. Colin Kaepernick. We like to talk about him (laughs) here. Um, Has there been a show we've done without mentioning his name? It probably not. Episode two. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) When you told a story or something about baseball. I don't know. But no, we were talking about relationships. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay, go listen to episode two on iTunes now. Um, so Colin I think Ka- that one was too long to put on iTunes. No, oh, about an hour. No, that one was all right. The okay, one where okay. you talked for a long time. Okay, okay. wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one with Umar when we talked about Umar oh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a good that was the long that was the long one. Yeah, that one's on YouTube. But right. the relationship one is different. Anyway, I thought those were that the same. Was anyway, single, okay. but, single but ready to mingle is the episode. That's what it's called. Okay, Colin Kaepernick. Obviously, a lot of stuff happening with him. Well, actually, not really that much is happening with him. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But he's <laughs> right. been <laughs> he's, he, he's been invited to have a one-on-one meeting with Commissioner Roger Goodell. There's not too much other detail to that. They want to talk about social issues, you know, kneeling during the national anthem, things like that. I know this was something you wanted to bring up. Yeah, man. I thought I thought that the uh, the key element to the whole story is that he wanted to meet with Colin Kaepernick without an attorney. Okay, that's the key. Yeah. It, it, w- meanwhile, knowing meanwhile all of this going on, he has an ongoing. Um, you know, he's suing the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a trap. You know, could it can't be. it couldn't it can't anything good can't come of this. You know, without an attorney present, 
you know, while you're supposedly talking about social change or it, whatever. Yeah, it's it's not like they want to hear what he has to say. Right. You know, no, I don't know if they're going to threaten him somehow or I don't know what they're going to do. But I mean, here's no. the thing. The NFL is, in, is between a rock and a hard place. They've got this large legion of their fan base that they say that at least they're they're abandoning the sport, right? They're they're saying they're not watching the games, they're not buying the merchandise, they're not going to the games. Mm-hmm. But then you've got on the polar opposite the players, majority black players who are fed up with, you know, being treated like second class citizens and like they're just a pawn in this big game that is the NFL. So Goodell's kind of at that point, and he's got a contract extension thing that's getting held up right now. Like he's at this point where. He's got to kind of make some headway on something. Yeah. Um, but then, to your point, you're right. He's kind of in the owner's pocketbook, and he's got to do what's in their For best sure. interest. I mean, as soon um, as Kaepernick meets with uh, Goodell without an attorney, you can simply, that's the case right there. Um, you're not really suing us. You know, you met with us. Like, there's not a problem. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you have no ground to for us to go check these owners' um, computers, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm a very diplomatic person you might have heard from the <laughs> podcast. Um, I feel like it would be uh, in a perfect world. That would, that would be the right move, you know, right. to sit down with Goodell and you can infiltrate your opinion and actually, you know, that's the guy you want to talk to. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, always, I always thought maybe – NFL could appoint Kaepernick to a team and let the NFL as a company pay him a contract, you know, like this, like, you know, Madden or something. You know, I want this guy and put him on that team. You know what I mean? And, and you know, he doesn't necessarily have to play. You know, he'd just be on a team. Uh, the the thing about it, though, is, like, you, you talk about how Kaepernick would want to meet him because he's, like, the powerful guy, but – you know, he is, in, like you said, he's in the pocketbooks of the owners. So even if you talk to him, he's not going to do what Kaepernick wants because the owners have a large control over Goodell. So it's like while you're meeting with the most powerful person, the most powerful person. The most powerful puppet. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it. Well done. No yeah. puppet. No puppet. Um, yeah. So I'm a real boy. So I, I, I would, f- I would speculate that that would be a fruitless conversation. Yeah. Something I'm wondering about though is Kaepernick. You know, we've heard in the past he said, "Oh yeah, if I come back, I'm not going to kneel for the national anthem." His girlfriend came out and said that's not true. He would kneel for the national anthem. Uh, we had his his uh, agent. Why would his girlfriend undermine him like? I don't that? know. But man. that's kind of what she keeps doing. She keep twice. True, right. Uh, he's also, what is his, um, att- uh, not attorney, his agent came out a couple weeks ago and said, oh yeah, within 10 days, we expect Colin to get signed. That yeah. hasn't happened. Jason Lockenfora from CBS has said Kaepernick has been working out every day on the hopes of getting signed. Do you think Kaepernick's just getting worn down and like, all right, I'll just talk to you, I need to get a job. I think that's a possibility. possibility. Very possible. Um, he, he agreed to meet him? I don't know if he agreed he to meet him, he but I'm saying agree, but, a possibility. Um, Goodell off extended. He wants to want to meet with him, and you know, for him to even extend that hand, it seems like you know, making a deal with the devil or something. You know what I mean? Like cause we already know, like that we under we understand the pot, the power dynamic of what's going on here. So, I mean, like I said, in a perfect world, it probably would be the move. You know, meet with him. He has a platform that makes sense. Um, you know. Honorable, he deserves it. He shouldn't be on a team. 
So we just keep an eye on it. I thought it was fascinating because um, it seems like he's getting closer to where he needs to get to, but it's, there's some there's some baggage behind it too. Yeah, I mean, there, there's uh, on both sides. They both kind of want this hatchet buried by now. The NFL wants to stop hemorrhaging viewers on both sides of it, and Kaepernick wants a job. So we'll keep it monitoring. This right. is just uh, a relatively new story, so we'll try and update you next week if there's anything to talk about. Yeah. All right. Cool. On to the final story of the day, going some college basketball. The season has just tipped off recently. But uh, for UCLA's uh, Leangelo Ball, it's going to be delayed a little bit. Uh oh. <laughs> well, in a good in in a good good case scenario, it's going to be delayed. Right. Hopefully, yeah, not stop forever. So. He's currently in China. Uh, You're cute, China. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese people. <laughs> Too good. I love I love the Chinese people. Okay. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I love the Chinese people. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my Donald Trump for anybody yeah, that, that was, wasn't quite understanding that it. That was perfect. <laughs> so, Leangelo Ball is currently in China because he was arrested along with two teammates, I believe, for shoplifting from high-end, uh, three high-end stores in... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about this. Topic. I know, I know, I know. Serious face. Uh, in for th- shoplifting from three different high-end uh, stores at a Chinese mall, um, it's a sentence that Marcus, you were saying, could possibly end up in ten years in prison time yeah, in, in China, <laughs> and the minimum at three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he's convicted of it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, what did? Where did you want to go with this? Man, story? I just want to talk about how stupid the Leangelo Ball is. Okay, it infuriates it, it me a little bit because he's basically, you know. Oh, you know, uh, he's a rich kid. Rich kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big baller brands, you know. Your brother plays for the Lakers, you know. Your dad's like a master PR master, you know. So why, you know? I mean, I understand he's what nineteen. Yeah, eighteen, so, nineteen. I mean, yeah. Which I mean, I know we've done some stupid things, but at the same time, <laughs> really, in a foreign country, too. Right. right? Have you seen like movies? Like they don't get out, you know. <laughs> But but does his like case become kind of like that? What's that called? I, I influenza thing they say where he's affluenza. Affluenza, yeah, yeah. Where he's got so much money and uh, you know whatever right. that he he's felt like untouchable. Right. Mm. He he's so rich he doesn't understand the consequences of his actions. <laughs> wow. He was born and raised so he must have forgot he was yeah. black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and in China, I'm sure Probably. you're sticking out like a sore thumb right. as a black guy. And he's like six five, six six. Come oh, yeah, he's now. a big dude. Come on. And he's with two other guys, and they're all two other black guys. Yeah. So like, I they weren't blending in. They, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they, yeah, right. They were like, oh, Kobe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just felt like this was. Um, do you think he deserved? What type of punishment should he get? I don't know. I mean, if he's convicted. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Shoplifting I mean, China, isn't China that serious. China has a 99% conviction rate. Oh. So, like, when they... That's not good. <laughs> yeah. For him, it's not good. You're, it's like, even if he hires, like, the best attorney, it's pretty much still going to get jail time. I'm know? sure it was on camera, on tape. Oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah, it was. It was caught. But he's a kid, too. I mean, he's not a, he's not a child, but he's a teenager. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A slap on the wrist. He should get suspended from UCLA for a little while. Well, I think actually he would be. He wouldn't be on the basketball team anymore, you mm-hmm. know. 
that seems like such a steep thing. Yeah, it, it would, does. Yeah, but I mean, he yeah. Sh- shoplifting is not that serious. To no, me. it's not. Yeah, I mean, it dep- it's shoplifting. It's not like a plan like bank robbery. You yeah, know what like I mean? Louis Vuitton glasses. Yeah, like, and and they more. they caught him. I mean, obviously it's bad. He should have some kind of penalty in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Lifetime ban from China. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> I'm sure that, I'm that sure. seems kind of serious. He too. probably wouldn't mind. He'd be like, Fine, he's exiled, never. right? <laughs> he's banished from the land. But check this out: Leangelo Le- is actually "quote unquote" the worst of the three brothers. So you got Lonzo, Leangelo, and like not La- good at basketball. Yeah, Lamelo, least talented. Yeah, least talented. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he oh. probably won't make the NBA. That's what I read. Okay. So he probably got to go overseas to play. <laughs> <laughs> no other country is going to trust him overseas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just, just thinking about the dynamic, future dynamics of what could possibly happen. Um, LeVar Ball, actually, he was uh, interviewed by TMZ, and he basically said, oh, he brushed it off. He was like, oh, it's nothing. You know, y'all, y'all making this a big deal out <laughs> of nothing. Like, really? Like, I wish we had one of those, like, touch screen, bruh. Like, really? Right. Like, your son might go to jail, you know. So it's just it's weird. But he's a U.S. citizen. I feel like something will happen where he'll get back over here. The UCLA basketball will give him a slap on the wrist of some kind. Mm-hmm. The I U.S. Don't, empathy empathy is going to come over and yeah. snatch him up. And yeah, run. I think they'll protect him. He's relatively high profile. You yeah. know, he's not. I wouldn't call him a celebrity. He's like related to celebrities. Yeah. But I think they'll make sure he gets back over here. I don't think I don't think anything serious will happen. I think UCLA basketball will discipline him mm-hmm. in I hope some so. way. I he hope he so. should get some kind of slap on the wrist. I yeah. mean, come on. You can't just steal things from people. <laughs> right. But um yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like it's not it's gonna be not that big of a deal. Maybe I'm in I'm agreeing with Lavar oh, on really? this, which is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't be stealing stuff, but yeah. going to jail for three to ten years, that's steep. For me, very. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add on that, guys? No, man. I was just. I thought it was like. It is. It is. And I think it might be a a case of that affluenza thing where it's like, oh yeah. I mean, whatever. We just. I do whatever I want. Yeah. Right. So I get away with it. I'll just steal these glasses. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, man. I uh, go ahead. I was gonna say good show, guys. Yeah. No, it was good. Got um. So I have my friend coming in tomorrow, mm-hmm. fresh off local election races in Poughkeepsie, New York. Jordan, right? How to yes. go, How to go for him? Great. They he had like five or six races. He won every single one of them except one. Hmm. Oh, that so was, that was a deceiving sentence. I know, right? Every single <laughs> one won. except one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, four out of five or five out of six. Yeah. So yeah, no. Um, I'm really happy for him. When yeah. he gets here, I'm going to like get the inside scoop. What were you thinking as the election results were going No, not really. But I'm going to talk to him, and I'm going to see how to go. Like, Tell me all about it, because I've worked on two campaigns, and I didn't make it to election day on either of them. So, oh, good. Yeah, right. Like, so, why? Like, do you just quit? So, well, in the first one, um, I... In the first one, the guy, Nick Mosby, dropped out early, oh, a week early. Yeah. Uh, because before, he was so or, far behind in the polls. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but it would have been fun, like, yeah, yeah. you know, on election day. So, and then the other guy, I got fired halfway through the oh, trial. Yeah, you told me <laughs> Yeah, because <about> <laughs> the, yes. the guy breached the contract. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I do remember. So it was not your so. fault. Right. right, exactly. It wasn't my lack of performance because yeah. I'm good at working on campaigns. Right. So. Where, not, not to try to brag, but no, I mean, it's a skill set I have. Where in 
New York is Poughkeepsie. I'm not familiar. So it's uh, it's uh, north of the city. But is it like northern New York or is it like middle of New no, York? No, it's like an, it's like 80 miles or something north. So, okay. Maybe a little less. So like central New York. Sort yeah. Of. Okay. yeah. All right. I mean, relatively, if this is New York, it's like just a tiny bit above oh, the okay. very bottom, you know, but the city is here. Right. And people in the city think everything north is upstate, you know, so yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I think about it. I think about it as upstate, but it's not really. Though. But it's not really. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's not Rochester, it's not Binghamton, it's not right. something like that. So, but yeah, so I'm uh, really happy for him. He killed it up there, did a great job. So I'm excited to congratulate him when he gets here tomorrow. So hopefully, we can find yeah, yeah. Ar- arrange a time to yeah, sure. all meet up together. Sunday yeah. tomorrow. I'm, yeah, I'm free. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out off we'll air. Discuss. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you got anything coming up? No, I don't think so. It's going to be a pretty slow week for me, yeah. you know, preparing oh. for the holidays coming up. Same. So getting yeah. stuff done. Is that, that's the week after, right? Yeah, it's not okay, this coming okay, Thursday, right. it's the next Thursday, gotcha. which okay. is crazy. But yeah, yeah, man. That's good. My my uh, siblings will come in, so oh, I'm excited for that. Very so. good. But yeah, we'll be back next week with another show. We another will. Show, guys. Anything you want to add? Nah, man. I had a great week. You guys, thank you for listening. And this is another episode of Total Mind Target. I'm your host, Marcus. I'm Tyler. And I'm Jesse signing off. We out. Bye.